want to read a passage of scripture into your hearing today. I believe this is what the Lord would have for our consideration. It's out of the Old Testament record, the book of Psalms. Look at Psalm 37 today, verses 23 through 26. Psalm 37, uh, beginning with verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's enough right there. Thank you. You may be seated. That's what we're going to get to today. Steps of a good man, a good woman, yeah, ordered by the Lord. I want to talk about it's turning in your favor. Turning in your favor. Discover just as the seasons change during the course of the year, likewise, so do the seasons in our lives. Certainly there will be times we experience pleasant seasons where it looks like, it seems like, everything just seems to be falling into place and at a good pace. However, there will inevitably be other seasons in our lives. Things do not seem to be going so well. Mm-hmm. Looks like we experience defeat and disappointment on every hand, and it can even get to the place and point where it feels, feels like your energy has gone, your get up and go has got up and gone. Somebody's been there. Sometimes in your life looks like everything is clicking for you. You feel like the sun is just shining on you. However, you keep on living, you're going to discover there's some other times. Looks like no matter what you do, you try to take two steps forward, looks like you're three, four steps behind. Times on this journey called life when unexpected blessings just seem to fall into your lap. Mm-hmm. You weren't even expecting them, and yet God just blessed you in a great way, and yet there are other times when it looks like so much it just seems to be working against you, and your journey feels like it's nothing but an uphill battle. There will be times we experience wonderful opportunities, but then again, some obstacles. Joy, but then sorrow. Confidence, but then sometimes nothing but confusion, delights as well as dangers. Sometimes we'll travel through mountain peaks, but then turn around and have to go through some valley lows. Because the fact of the matter is, on this journey, we simply cannot escape the ups and downs of life. Neither the highs and lows of life. For the Bible says that he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. Sendeth rain on the just and even on the unjust. Uh, perhaps the, the hymn knowledges of old was right when he said time is filled with swift transition. None on earth unmoved can stand. You better build your hopes on things eternal and hold on to God's unchanging hand. 
And so we cannot get around these various seasons we have to go through, but the psalmist in the text this morning gives us some good news, mm -hmm. even for our going through. Right. He gives us a message of assurance, a word of encouragement this morning, an utterance of inspiration, because he says right here that the steps of a good man, yeah. preach Curry, they are ordered by the Lord. And so he uh, reveals unto us the results of the steps of one, man and woman, boy and girl, who walks, stands, sits, and lives in the will and the light of God. You all remember Psalm 1? Psalm 1 says, Blessed is that one that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Any Bible readers in here? But his delight, where is it? It's in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit. In his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Uh -huh. And so aren't you uh, glad this morning that the Bible doesn't say that the steps of every man or any man are ordered by the Lord? Because you do know uh, you just can't live any and every kind of way and then expect God to be delighted in your way. You can't talk to people any and every kind of way and expect your steps to be ordered by the... You can't talk to folk any kind of way and expect God to keep talking back to you. You're not feeling me. One day a little boy was getting ready for bed. He got down on his knees to say his prayers. And after a while, he jumped up, ran out the bedroom, down the hall, down the stairs... And uh, after a few minutes, he came back upstairs, came back up the hallway, went back in his room, got back down on his knees and began praying again. His mother saw what was going on, ran in the room. She said, son, what is the problem? What are you what in the world are you doing? She said, you you were here praying and you ran downstairs. Now you're running back upstairs. What is going on with you? He said, well, mother, it's like this. He said, tonight when I got down on my knees to have a little talk with the Lord, he said, I thought about what I had done earlier to my brother downstairs. She said, well, what did you do to him? He said, well, we were building houses with blocks earlier today, and his house looked better than my house. And so I decided earlier today to tear his house down. Uh, that's still going on today, in case you hadn't heard. And, and she said, well, what happened? She, he said, well, when I got down on my knees to have a talk with the Lord, he said, I thought about what I did with my brother and the ideal hit me. I need to first get up and go get go downstairs and get straight with my brother and then come back and get straight with God. Uh, that little boy understood there's an inseparable connection and correlation between loving those whom we have seen and claiming to love God whom we have yet to see. And so the psalmist says it's not for every or any man, but as concerning the steps of a good man, uh, how a good man, they are ordered by the Lord. Now, what exactly does that word good mean? Interestingly enough, it comes from the Hebrew word kabah. It literally means a mighty man, a strong man, a blessed man. 
And that really makes a whole lot of sense when you look at it in the context of the text today, because this Psalm 37 was actually written to give godly direction for those who were in a season of adversity. Uh, when the children of Israel found themselves in captivity uh, in Babylon, they began noticing uh, the prosperity of the idolaters, the wicked, uh, those who were their oppressors, and then looked at themselves who worshiped the true and living God, and yet they found themselves in affliction and slavery. And so the psalmist wants to encourage them to be strong and not envy the prosperity of the wicked because the prosperity of the wicked is superficial and of short duration. Uh, that's why verse 1 starts out with fret not thyself uh, because of who's in the White House. Excuse me, because of evildoers. I was reading my own translation. Neither be thou envious. Y'all will catch it in the minute of the workers of iniquity for what's going to happen to them. Many Bible readers know they shall soon be cut down like the grass. Preach, Curry. I'm doing the best I can. It's Labor Day weekend and with the as the green earth. But the psalmist wants us to know that the strong man, the blessed man, the blessed individual is the one who puts their confidence in the eternal God rather than in your immediate circumstances uh, yes. and live your life to the delight and glory of God. Yes. That's the one who will have long lasting joy in this life and the one hereafter. But then there's another word I want to leave you with today. It's that word order. Let the church say order. order. It's quite an interesting word when you study it in the Hebrew context. Uh, it comes from a word uh, that has three levels to it. It literally means to be formed, fashioned, and fixed. Right. Let the church say form, form fashion, and fixed. You got it. I like that because sometimes life can just put such a heavy load on you. Yeah. Uh, it can, in fact, become hard to bear. And sometimes it's interesting. It looks like when the load gets heavier, looks like the more uphill the road becomes. Right. I've seen the cares of the world uh, cause so many people to lose their footing, to fall down under the weight. If you've ever trusted in someone wholeheartedly and then have uh, them betray you, I tell you, it can be a heavy load. Yes. Uh, facing disappointments with oh. your career, a job, school, yes. relationship, finances, health, yes. a failure to meet goals you had, even been disappointed with just a combination, a flurry of matters. Uh, sometimes it can hit you all at the same time. Yes. I'm here to tell you, life can be a heavy load. Yes. But the good news today is that no matter how heavy your load, yeah. your steps and your way have already been formed by the Lord. Yeah. Oh, help me preach today. Yeah. And listen, if they are formed by the Lord, that means he's already got his hands on you. Yeah. And as long as his hands are on you, uh, you do know that no matter how heavy the load... Uh, no matter how heavy and large the opposition might be against you, if God be for you, yes. oh, Lord, help me. He's more than the world against you. Yeah, yeah. Your steps are formed by the Lord. If you just trust him, 
and live in his will, he'll form your steps to make sure your foundation is secure. That ought to be encouraging to somebody. I don't know if I'm getting it across today, but it ought to be encouraging to at least a few of us in here. Uh, perhaps you've been tentative about stepping out on your faith. Reaching for that dream, going after that goal uh, that you have. Let me put a pinpoint note here and say, uh, always be careful about others uh, who don't have faith. Uh, be careful about them discouraging you from having faith and reaching higher. Uh, you're not getting it. Okay, okay. Listen, uh, some years ago, uh, I had a fancy kite and I could fly it real well, real good, and uh, uh, I'd just take it way up there. And at that time, my nieces and nephews and my daughters, they were real uh, little, and they used to love me, love to watch me fly that kite. And uh, one day, uh, we had a family get-together. I'm flying it real high. I'm getting fancy with it. You know, the spool that comes with it and all that. And so I'm, I'm doing all types of stuff with it. And they just marvel. Look at Uncle T. Look at him. Hold that kite up there. But you know what happened? I, I ran on some unlevel ground. And I lost my footing. Yeah, and, and I dropped the spool. And then a big gust of wind came and caught that kite. And we haven't seen the kite again since. And so listen, all this time, uh, I thought I had been holding the kite up. But when I got on unlevel ground and dropped the kite, I found out I hadn't been holding the kite up. I really had just been holding the kite back. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but be careful about folk who talk about how you can't make it without them. How they've been holding you up. It may just be like the kite. They ain't been holding you up. they really been holding you back. I'm going to preach it like I feel it anyway. Sometimes you just got to learn to encourage yourself along the way. Anybody smarter than a third grader in here? Y'all remember that story, the little engine that could? I'm just going to preach anyhow today. Y'all remember the story, the little engine that could? What did the engine tell themselves? I think I can. I think I can. Well, when rough times come, you got to encourage yourself in the Lord. You got to tell yourself, I think, no, you got to do better. You got to tell yourself, I believe I can. I believe I can. No, you got to do better. You got to tell yourself, no, I know I can. I know I can. I, how do you know you can? Because greater is he that is in me, preach Curry, than he that is in the world. I know I can because the word says I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. So don't allow others to lower your self-esteem. Make you feel less than what God has called you to be. Called you to lower your goals and standards. Because you run on some uneven ground every now and then. Matter of fact, you don't even have to worry about falling because verse 24, well, when you read it, says, Even if you fall, you won't be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth you. Meaning, again, he still got his hands on you, and he's even able to catch you when you fall. And so look what he does. He, you got to recognize your temporary calamity will turn out to be your ultimate prosperity. Because when your life is in his hands, things have to work for your good. And sooner or later, it's got to turn in your favor. Not only does the Lord form your steps, Mm -hmm. but the record is he also fashions your steps. He fashions your steps. Uh 
What exactly does that element of that word order mean? Fashions. That means he has to adapt and configure you so that you can prosper even through your adversity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all that stuff you've been facing, uh, all that stuff you, 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 you've been seeing it as operating against you. Uh, God's just been using it to make you stronger. Uh, and, and the psalmist says, if he delights in your way, yeah. it's going to work in your favor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't worry about the adversity you're going through. It's working in your favor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. mm-hmm. um, a man found a cocoon uh, in his yard. And um, it was the cocoon, of course, of a butterfly. And, and, and one day while watching it, he just loved to watch uh, 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 the scenery in, in the garden, all of that. One day a small opening appeared mm-hmm. and uh, he sat and watched uh, the butterfly for uh, literally several hours as it struggled to force its body uh, through that little hole in the cocoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it looked like it seemed to stop making progress for a while. It appeared as if it had gotten as far as it could go uh, in his view. And so uh, the man decided that he would help the butterfly. Lord have mercy. And so he took a pair of scissors and snipped off the remaining bit of the cocoon. And so the butterfly then, of course, emerged easily. But although it emerged easily, it still had a swollen body and small shriveled wings. The man continued to watch the butterfly. He was expecting uh, any moment uh, the wings would enlarge and expand to be able to support the butterfly and it would fly away. But none of that happened. In fact, the butterfly spent the rest of its life just crawling around with a swollen body and shriveled wings. It never was able to fly. What the man uh, in his haste did not understand was that the restricting cocoon and the struggle required for the butterfly to get yeah. through the tiny opening yeah, right. was God's way of forcing the fluid yeah. from the body of the butterfly yeah. into its wings. Yeah. So it would have strength to fly yeah. once it got its freedom from the cocoon. Yeah. What are you saying, preacher? God can even use the struggles in your life yeah. to save your life. If God allowed us to go through life without any obstacles, it would cripple us. We would not be as strong as what we could have been, and we would not be able to fly to the heights he's taken us to. Preach, Kurt. But then not only are the steps of a blessed man formed, fashioned by God, but then finally they are fixed by God. Now, I'm really excited about that. Uh They're fixed by God because this journey of life Uh, that we're on, it can be filled with a lot of brokenness at times. Uh, Not only things, but people and relationships can uh, become so fragile. Uh, In this life, you'll have seasons of breakups. Uh, Things will get out of order. They will malfunction. Uh, They will shatter. Uh, In this life, things so easily fall apart. Uh, All of us uh, will experience some brokenness, uh, broken hopes, broken dreams, Broken finances, broken health, broken relationships, broken families. Uh, uh, Somebody ought to be glad despite our brokenness 
that when we stand yet in the will of God, he can fix whatever it is that has been broken. Listen, it's in the word of God. Genesis 33, he fixes a broken family. Luke 4, he fixes Simon's sick mother-in-law. Luke 8, he fixes a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years on his way to fix a man with a 12-year-old daughter. In Luke 7, he fixes the dead son of the widow of Nain. In John 11, he fixes the dead brother of Mary and Martha. In John 9, he fixes a blind man. In Mark 7, he fixes a deaf man. In Psalm 147, he fixes a broken heart. In Ezekiel 37, he fixes scattered and dry bones. In Nehemiah 6, he fixes broken down. Well, matter of fact, in Psalm 23, he even fixes your soul. Anybody in here able to say, I've been broken, but thank God he fixed me. Won't he fix it for you this morning? I don't know who I'm preaching to, but the Bible says, if you just trust in the Lord, preach courage and do good. If you delight thyself also in the Lord, he'll give thee the desires of thine heart. The Bible says, if you commit your way unto the Lord, trust also in him, he'll bring it to pass. And so no matter what you're going through, just know that if you trust in the Lord, your steps have already been fixed by him. And listen, whenever your situation is fixed by the Lord, can I tell you what it really means? Let me cut to the chase. What it really means is that the outcome of the battle you're going through Uh has already been determined to work in your favor. I wish I could get that clear. Uh, I love to watch boxing. I love boxing. Uh, One of the greatest fights of the 1990s uh, took place on March 17th, uh, 1990. A boxer by the name of Meldrick Taylor uh, fought a legend by the name of Julio Cesar Chavez. And they went toe-to-toe, and it looked like to me Meldrick Taylor won every round. And uh, but 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 they had a uh, they had a they had a, a referee by the name of Richard Steele. And if you know anything about boxing, that's why you heard that. Oh, you know anything about Richard Steele? And so listen, Meldrick Taylor won every round. I'm telling you. And, and then with five seconds left to go in the fight, yeah, something interesting happened. Yeah, yeah, uh, 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 the referee, Richard Steele, uh, jumped in the middle of the fight, mm-hmm. put, held his hands up, stopped the fight, and announced that Julio Cesar Chavez was the winner. Mm-hmm. The announcer said, what a travesty. How could this possibly happen? And finally, one of the other announcers said, well, you must not have seen who was in the corner uh, of one of the fighters. Julio Cesar Chavez, the announcer said, well, what does that have to do with what took place in the ring? Well, the announcer said, well, there's a fellow there by the name of King, named Don King, and he said, whenever Don King is around, anything can happen. Preach, Curry. In other words, he was implying what we all knew, the fight obviously had been fixed. I don't know who I'm preaching to in here, but I stopped by to tell you, whenever life puts you in an uncertain battle and you feel like you're not going to be able to stand and the enemy is hitting you to here and there, to and fro. Listen, I don't know a whole lot about Don King, but I know another king who's the king of kings. 
and I found out if he's in your corner, you go ahead and shout in advance, your fight has already been fixed. Come on, ask me, what king is he? I'm glad you asked me. His name is King Jesus. And say, anybody in here know if King Jesus is with you, he'll fix it in your favor every time. That's why the songwriter said, I've had my share of ups and downs, times when there was nobody around. But God came and spoke these words to me. He said, praise will confuse the enemy. And so ask me what I did. Come on, ask me. I started singing. I started clapping. I started dancing. People were laughing. They knew my problems. They knew my pain. But I knew God would take them away. That's why I praised them. Anybody feel like praising him this morning? I said, that's why I praise them. Praise them with my hands. Praise them with my dance. He's given me a second chance. Come on, let's praise them. If you know your fight has already been fixed, the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the God of our salvation. He's worthy. Hey, I said he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. I wish I had somebody in here today. Anybody been in some battles? Looks like you weren't going to make it. No, anybody been in some battles? You should not have made it. But the Lord, the Lord stepped in, gave you victory in the midst of what he doing. Why don't you celebrate him this morning? He's worthy to be free. The steps of a good man, the steps of a good woman, good order. Somebody, I've been fixed. Oh God, victory already is mine. Won't He do it? Won't He give you victory? Bless His holy name. Bless it assured. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Glory is mine. I'm an heir of salvation. Purchased by God. Born of His Spirit. Yeah, but he-